So my first question for you, Dallas, how many people from the cast of High Heat did you get to do DDPY? <laughs> That's funny. Um, just the director. <laughs> just the director. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is an exciting role for you because I was looking at the credits. When I first heard that you were in the movie, I went, yeah, Dallas in another movie. You're the second or third name in those credits. Did you know that it was such a big, meaty role when you were asked to do it? Did you have the whole script? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, they sent me the sides first, and I thought it was pretty interesting. And then they said, I said, you know, I got to see the whole script because I get sent stuff all the time. Yeah. And a lot of it is not that good, you know? I mean, it's just not. It's something, my most valuable commodity today is time. You know, I'm going three months from 67 and I'm living a, my best life right now. So, yeah, I don't know how long that's going to go. <laughs> so I want to manage my time. Uh, I got to really want to do something like this because, you know, it's not like just memorization of lines. It's like, who is Dom? Like, who's that character? And uh, to me, I want to, you know, I always create a backstory. You know, who is, it, it's always me up till, maybe I'm 15 or 17. And then whatever course this guy goes on, mm -hmm. that's when I start writing. And like example, when I did Devil's Rejects and played Billy Ray Snapper, at 17, he went off to be a Marine, you know, and, and, went, and fought in Vietnam. And after Vietnam, he stayed there. And he turns into this whole, you know, what we do in our lives really create who we become. And the character like Dom, I mean, I had a lot of friends of mine that were either fathers sure acted like wise guys, <laughs> you know, or were. And you know, one of my guys who, uh, you know, who, who was his own type of wise guy was Chuck Zito, you know, oh, yeah. and, you know, Chuck's Italian. So he could have very been in, the, in an Italian mob than the Hells Angels. It's still a gang, you know what I mean? So I have a lot of friends of mine who are around that or in that. So I took little pieces of that. And, uh, you know, when you're uh, playing a, a heel in professional wrestling, it's very big. It's very over the top mm -hmm. as an actor, especially as a heel, being a heel when you're 6'4 and 230, less is more. So, <laughs> When I, when I did, like, I knew, you know, I knew who the character was, everything. I put a lot of work into it before I ever got there. And I was really happy that Zach, who was a director, um, he took almost all of my choices. Because if you hit it on the first take or second take, well, you've already hit it. So uh, they're normally on to the next one, but we had so much time. He's like, well, try it like this and try it like that. And, I was so happy the choices that he that he chose. He's it was his to me. It's his movie. I'm just playing a part, you know. One thing that you have in common with Dom, you both like massages. Was that written for you so you can get a free massage as part of the script? Oh, that was funny, and I, and I thought that that guy who played Gary was. I I didn't see those parts of the movie. Yeah, you know, I just saw where we came from, and there was one part where. You know, he got Gary. The, the way I said it, he didn't use that one. He used, he used something else. The way I said it was really funny, 
but it was like, oh my God, he got Gary. Like that's my massage therapist. <laughs> and you yeah. know, I'm very, I'm very uh, uh, preventative maintenance oriented, you know, for yeah. taking care of my body. So that was funny. Now you said Gary, and without giving too much of the film away, Gary seems to be the only character that everyone in the film loves. Gary's name is probably the most said thing throughout the movie, right? You thinking about that, like yeah. every character at some point says Gary. When you got the script, was Gary so heavily in there, or is it that every love, everyone loved Jackie so much on the set that he became a bigger part of the the film? Mm. I would have thought that, you know, you know, there's certain guys who can come in and do a role and the director goes, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. You know, and that's the way I see Zach, you know, Zach, a uh, pretty smart guy, you mm -hmm. know, uh, Gary just, you know, it's like, he was very memorable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Again, every character loves Gary. I love Gary. If there's a sequel, I hope that Gary is the star of it. But back to you here. Uh, this movie was not made in 2022, but it's a 2022 release for you. And it's been another big year for you. And now the end of the year, we know that that means the Positively Unstoppable Challenge is happening. Are you, I'd say, what's coming up for you in 2023? Or is it all secrets for now? No, I, I tell you, I was just approached. I'm very excited. This will probably happen around 2024, but they are optioning the rights. Uh, it looks like um, that uh, sports religion. You know, you, are you familiar with that film company? That started by Tom Brady and Michael Strahan and Deepak Chopra's son. Uh, they are. They've got a bunch of different. Like uh, they're going to do the John Madden biopic. Um, they want to option the rights for the resurrection of Jake the Snake. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And very, you very cool. Uh, we shot in 2021, uh, 2022, we shot our first docu-series called Change or Die. And, uh, you know, that'll end up on some platform in 2023. Really excited about that. You know, what's great about us, we are a full-blown production company, so right. we we have the ability to keep filming long after the show's over. So after we finished it, the stuff that we got afterwards was as good or better than what we got. So, you know, we kind of control our own destiny with that. So, uh, you know, I don't know any other film production that does that because once they wrap, it's over until the next season or whatever, where with us, it's continual. So recapping here with a bunch of compliments thrown in, you usually don't like to take compliments, but I'm gonna give them anyway. A lot of your peers from the wrestling world are still using their wrestling accomplishments as the top thing in their life. You know, what do you do for a living? Well, I was the world champion and all that. At this point in time, as an entrepreneur, an author, an actor, a producer, et cetera, et cetera. It's almost like a lot of the people who follow you don't know that you are a wrestler at this point in time, that it's only, it's maybe accomplishment number four, or number five, right? Uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, there was a couple of people who, you know, who are champions from our Positively Unstoppable Challenge for 2022. Mm -hmm. It wasn't 
they they didn't know me from that you know they didn't know me from wrestling and it's funny though indirectly someone did though like this one woman named pam who had this unbelievable transformation her her video will be out probably by the end of the year she's 67 years young now and she's living her best just the, the best life she's lived in the last 30 years and it was her son who said you have to do ddpy and she's like what's ddpy well it's diamond dallas pages yoga for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga and her transformation is amazing and it, her son and like she said i only know ddp the ddpy guy <laughs> and you know it's really interesting um probably about 12 years 12 years ago i was doing a a, a show a wrestling show you know a podcast thing and they said where will diamond dallas page be five years from now and this is before it ever took off, you know, the company and like years, years before. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I said, well, eventually I said, I think that DDP yoga will dwarf my wrestling career. And he was like, what, bro, you had a great career an unbelievable, a hall of fame career. I said, yeah, but what I'm seeing here, I said, did it, you know, in the next five years, Diamond Dallas Page will start to be known as the new Jack Willane meets Tony Robbins meets straight Richard Simmons. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I really think that it's going to uh, start. And when I went in my first big Hall of Fame, which was uh, the Cauliflower Alley, mm -hmm. the, they called me. This is on their 50th anniversary. They called me and they wanted me to get the number one award for the uh, humanitarian. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. But what about my wrestling? Oh, no, no, we want to put you in our circle of fame as well. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, I get that, but yo, know, I want to, in that world, I still want to be remembered as that, you know? And he said that I was the first one they were going to actually give two awards to and it was on the 50th anniversary of cauliflower alley and of course one in the hall of fame in wwe which to me is you know the biggest one but uh you know it i i realize that what's happening that when it's all said and done i'll be remembered for wrestling but nowhere near as much as what's happening today with ddpy absolutely and my last question before i let you go you are synonymous before wrestling with the Florida nightclub scene and you had success with your nightclub down there. And that led you to meeting pretty much every celebrity that was in town back then. Don Johnson, your co-star in this new great movie, also synonymous with Florida because of Miami Vice. Had sure. you met Don in your nightclub heyday? Because you had told me stories about meeting Larry Hagman and all these other TV stars back then. No, never did. Uh, but of course, my boy Stone Cold Steve Austin did. And so I had an immediate connection to uh, Don because of that, because uh, he has a lot of great memories with Steve. And uh, we talked a little bit about that. And uh, it was really interesting because I don't get intimidated by anybody. I just don't. Right. But for some reason, 
and you know, like I didn't have, you'll run lines, right? You know, and he goes, let's just run them. And we were in the parking lot and I knew them. So I didn't have my sheet like every other actor's got. And I completely blanked out and forgot my lines. <laughs> and I was getting frustrated. I go, God, I go, this is embarrassing. And Don gave me a hug. <laughs> and he goes, we're all in this together. <laughs> I go, dude, I will deliver. He goes, I know you will. And then I got back on track. And then when we did it live, he gave me the look. And he went, nice job. You know, like that was really good. <laughs> I think he was a little surprised. <laughs> but uh, and he was super gracious. I mean, that cat, oof, he shot all of everything you see in... You know, in high heat, you see, he shot that in three days. That's a lot. Like, he's just, he, he's just, you know, he's as good as he is, you know. And Olga Karienko was as gorgeous as you see, you know. And I thought her fight scenes were great. Right. Well, the film, kudos to you, gives you some laughs, a lot of action some good drama and suspense. So congratulations on another great addition to your filmography. Well, thank you, brother. And uh, have an awesome holiday. Justin, Andrea, uh, is it still coffee o'clock for either or both of you? Hell yeah, man. I mean, I, I just I just drained this. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, not for me. I don't drink coffee. It makes me crazy. I know. I said it out loud. Well, we, uh, we might have to up your medication. <laughs> See what we did there? Wow, wow, ouch. Still that, sensitive, still sensitive, Darren. <laughs> not spoiling too much of the film right there, but the, the first question I have, does anyone accidentally call you Andrea or does everyone know it's Andrea? All the time, all yeah. the time. It and happened twice in these other interviews. Yeah, Andrea, Andrea, and then there's Andrea. But you know what? I respond to all of those. Well, there you go. I have to say congratulations to both of you on this film because it is very enjoyable in this household, but you not only had to do great work, and I say that because there's not a lot of cutaways at the beginning of the film, like it's continuous takes, so you really had to be up on your game, but also you both had to keep it a secret that you were doing this film. Uh, Justin, was that really hard for you to keep it a secret about this project? Um, yeah, yes, yes and no. Um, because people were aware that I was working with Adult Swim. I got to, I got to brag about that. Um, yeah. The capacity to which I was working with them, it didn't really matter. I mean, they, they were just like, really? Like, so what are you doing? Like, uh, you're doing like a, like voice acting for like a cartoon? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm doing a movie. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I did. Don't worry Don't about, about it. Because it, it is the first feature length movie, as far as I'm aware, that Adult Swim did. It is. So for them to surprise put something out feature length, that broke a lot of barriers. You're in the history books. Oh, I know. It's uh, it's a huge, huge honor. It's 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 bragging rights for sure. As a huge fan of the franchise, ever since I was a kid, like it's it's I've always wanted to be here. And right now, Andrea, you are not short on incredible credits from legitimate programs and films and all that. But how did you wind up in this film? Was it a traditional casting, or did you know Casper? Unlike everybody else on set, I, I did not know Casper. I know about I knew about Too Many Cooks. I knew Mandy's one of my favorite films. So when I saw Cheese Goblin, I was like, what the fuck? Who's, 
Casper Kelly. And so when his name came up, he was already so familiar with me to me that, um, I was so excited. Uh, the <laughs> Darren, the audition piece that I received was only Zoe. Um, I won't say too much. I'll just say that Zoe, uh, was this grounded person in a relationship with Alex and, um, you know, we were having, we were having some, you know, a little bit of relationship issues that was the audition with now what it turned out to be is something completely different now. Um, so yeah, that's, it it was definitely, um, an eye opener for sure. (laughs) Well, that's, that actually feeds into something I'm very curious about having seen and ingested this film. And I'm wondering if it's going to be the same answer for both of you. And I'll start with you first, Andrea. When you learned that you had the role and you got the script, Mm -hmm. did you have the full movie or did you just have your parts? Because without saying what happens at the end, the end doesn't really have a lot to do with your characters. Right. No, we we got the full script, but we didn't realize that, um, for starters, that the opening shot was going to be as it was for as long as it was. So just in a it together immediately and rehearse that just because of uh the gravity of it um and the extent of what we had to do uh <laughs> so yeah the audition compared to the script was something completely different but to say um you know compared to like my other credits there's nothing I've, I've never done anything like this before right and like justin i am such a huge fan and i have been forever since i was a kid so to be a part of this and to be like a part of, you know, now seeing it and seeing how freaking amazing it is, I'm just like, I'll do it over again so many times. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so with that, yeah. That that's awesome to hear all that. And the reason I'm curious with in Justin's case, sometimes you find out that one person had more of the script than the other people, maybe because their agent was a shark. Like, for example, on the Sopranos, supposedly. James Gandolfini knew the ending and all that, and the rest of the cast didn't. It was one of those deals. Was Justin that guy? Justin was the power broker that said, I'm not doing this project unless I have the whole picture here. No. um, (laughs) Regardless of what people might say about me, that's not how I conduct business. Um, No, uh, Andrea and I have the same agent, first of all. Um, Actually, a few of us in the cast have the same. Have the same agent. It was a very Atlanta production, which was really really yes. cool. Um, but no, when we got the script, we when we when we when we finally got it a couple of days before we went to go shoot, we had the whole thing. We and that's why I was able to comfortably sit down with Casper and be like, "Hey, man, this thing is off the rails. This thing is absolutely wild." And he was like, "I know." <laughs> so we well, we we knew what we were getting into, and I was just excited to do it. I'm not spoiling anything substantial by saying this, but there may be a too many cooks related cameo briefly in this film. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, was that in the script or is that just something you saw the film and I, went, oh. Actually, what's funny, I think that might have been in the script because the, the script was, it was, um, yeah, when you got to that part of the script and it said that we were kind of going by and seeing all these little vignettes, I want to I wanna say, I want to say that that was in there. Um, either way, it was a fun payoff because I, at that point I'd forgotten about it. At this point, you know, the other day when it came out, I'm watching it just as a fan. Um, and, you know, then we had that moment where you're like, oh, 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 oh. 
you know, yeah. point to the TV like, oh, I, I see him. I see him. Yeah. My wife saw it before I did and pointed it out and went, wow, that's that's just the payoff right there. Unto sure. itself. It's the Casper <laughs> Kelly verse. Yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better term. Yes, it is. And yeah. so, Andrew, this is obviously something to be very proud of. Looking at your IMDb page, though, we see a couple of upcoming films. Are you allowed to say what's next or do we just have to wait for all the embargoes to pass? For sure. Um, So my character, uh, Erica, is recurring on a show called The Game on Paramount+. Plus. I think there's only two episodes out right now, but um, I should be in uh, the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And then next year in 2023, I am in a film with David Yates um, called Pain Hustlers. Where you play Ellen, according to IMDb. Yes. Yes, I play yeah. Ellen. I am a drug rep. And that is as far as I can say about my character. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That was really cool. Oh, wait, that, yeah. is, this the one, is this the one that I helped you audition with? The one that you helped me with, Justin. <laughs> uh, I put her, I, I helped her with this audition. Or I put her on tape, I think, on while we were on set. No, this is why it's crazy, right? So really quickly, Darren, this is a cool backstory for Justin and I. Justin and I are with the same agency, Alexander White Agency. I've known about him. I actually met him like 10 years ago. I think we did like a commercial together, but like I didn't really know him. I know about him. I know he's talented. Um, Him and his best friend, who happens to be Deputy Cletus in the film. um, Oh, wow. Yeah, they're besties. And they actually have one episode of a show that they're, I'm going to do it, Justin. I'm going to do it. There's one episode of a show. He's saying no? Oh, okay. No, no I'm, 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 I'm proud. It's called Baby Bird on YouTube. Not, okay. So when you go to Google it, Justin Miles, Baby Bird. They have one episode out between him and his best friend, Just, uh, uh, John Pulowski. Um, It's something that they've written and it's phenomenal. And I love working with them. So John is like one of my really good friends too. And it's Justin's mm-hmm. best Anyways, backstory. I'm on set working with them on Baby Bird. And I'm like, hey, I got to tape this audition. And I thought I was going to work with John because I don't know Justin. And Justin's like, yeah, 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 I'll help you. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Uh, And so he's like helping me tape this audition. And I'm like, oh, that went kind of well for someone I don't know. And so I got it in. Two weeks later, we had already auditioned for Adult Swim Yule Log. It, It had a different name at the time. And I'm in the Zoom callback and, you know, there's tons of girls and tons of guys and you don't know who you're going to go with. And the CD is like, all right, Andrea, Justin, we're going to pair you guys off uh, in the waiting room. So I'm like, what? What are the chances that I'm with this guy again that I've like ever worked with? So fast forward after that, we both book Adult Swim Yule Log. Somewhere in between all of this, I have a callback for Pain Hustlers while on set for Adult Swim Yule Log that Justin helped me tape for. And then I end up booking that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. And the rest is history and on camera, on chemistry, screen awesomeness. And the last thing before I let you go, because the whole world wants to speak with you both today. Uh, Justin, I had the pleasure of interviewing a week or two ago in a junket, your Half-Baked 2 co-star Dexter Darden. Hey, my boy. Okay. How long did you have to keep that one a secret as well? Because it seems like you keep going from secretive project to secretive project. Um, This one, uh, man, they're not telling me to be super secretive. I don't know exactly. I'm not giving anything away. I've been working in movies for a long time. I know that you don't really talk about the stuff that you're doing until, you know, until it's out. Um, 
Um, but this one, uh, I don't know that movie. I don't know. A, a couple of, a, a couple of my close friends that, that are also in the industry that I know they got, they got, uh, uh, tight lips. They know, they know a little bit about the movie, but that's great, man. I'm so glad that you got to talk to Dex. That's, that's amazing. And also what a fun, like what a fun legacy movie to be a part of as well. Yeah. Mary Jane lives on. Well, that's what I'm saying. Congratulations to you both on this one. Looking forward to both of your projects in the near future. And thanks for taking the time to speak with this guy. Of course, dude. Thanks for having us, Darren. We'll start with uh, Rosie first. I found out about this film about a week and a half ago. But how long has it actually been done for? So it's technically been finished since, I'd say, what, Nate? End of last year, beginning of this year? by the time we finish up the post process. It's one of those things where you finish a film and then you're automatically trying to back into uh, festival schedules. Mm-hmm. So, you know, was there a cut that was done-ish last <laughs> year? Yes, technically, but I'd say it was probably officially finished probably top of this year. So it's a really nice way to wrap the year out with it getting released. Nick, does that timeline check out for you as well? Or is there something that Rosie doesn't know and she's about to find out? <laughs> oh no, no, not again. Yeah, oh geez. <laughs> Uh, no, that, that timeline works uh, really well. I mean, we, as Rosie said, there were a couple of festival deadlines that we tried to back into. Um, and so we had a pretty aggressive post-production schedule in the fall of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were done, done with everything, you know, polished. Cause there are some festivals that accept incomplete cuts, um, which is fine, but um, we wanted it to be done, done. So I think it was middle of January and then we cut together a trailer. Um, yeah, and then we've just been promoting it this entire year. We screened at three festivals and then um, got this amazing distribution deal with Freestyle Digital Media, and we're really excited to share it with the world on the 27th. Before I ask about Freestyle, which festival is credited as having the premiere, the big unveiling? Uh, that would be the Valley Film Festival in North Hollywood, which was really special for a lot of reasons. Uh, the first one being it's a festival that we've been a part of for a couple of years now. I used to live in the North, in that part of North Hollywood, so it's near and dear to our hearts. And it was a very special premiere because uh, in addition to being a behind the scenes team, Nate and I are a real life couple. And uh, when I said, oh, no, not another surprise that I don't know, I was referring to the fact that at our world premiere, he actually proposed to me. <laughs> Kind of a big deal. Wow. Kind of, it was it was a great it was a great first night for the movie and a great night for us too. How did the deal with the Allen Media Group and Freestyle Digital happen? Was it a traditional broker shop deal, or did somebody know somebody on Byron's team? Um, our amazing sales agent Glenn helped us get that deal. Sorry, Nate can speak a little more to it. Oh, no, I mean, you, you were you were spot on. It was our sales agent, Glenn Reynolds, has uh, we essentially put together a team of, not a team, a list of companies that he wanted to send the movie to. Um, and Freestyle was one of two companies that came back to us and they offered us the best deal. And we, um, we said yes. Is Freestyle a global deal or just North America? I believe we're just North America. Yep. So are rights still available for international at this time? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I obviously I'm not a lawyer. I have to look at the contract to figure out if Freestyle has any kind of, you know, stipulations on where it could and couldn't go globally. But yes, that's definitely something we we want as many people as possible to see this movie. So, right. So, what's the timeline like in terms of it's acquired by Freestyle? There's the announcement over the past couple of weeks that it's that it's out. December 27th, I believe, is when it hits yep. internet and satellite. 
platforms and all that, does it then go to DVD and Blu-ray or is that being uh, figured out as well? Uh, yes, that's, it should be on DVD and Blu-ray by mid-January, I believe. Plus everything. Hello, we are P1 Harmony and you're watching the Paltrowcast. Woo! Paltrowcast.